Yeah, we know, we know how to do it, Mike. Anyway, Shane, that that's why you shouldn't call Asian people Oriental, and I I don't I don't know what else to tell you about it. Oh, now uh, I know. I don't know how many times we have to go over that. I, I always tell my dad that my parents. I don't think Chinaman's the preferred nomenclature. <laughs> Asian American, please. Well, I can't say any better than Steven Tyler just did. We are back. And if absence makes the heart grow fonder, then every one of our listeners has got a serious case of blue balls. We're horny as hell, guys. And we miss you. And we're sorry to leave you hanging. But uh, welcome back to Cutting Weight. I'm your one of your hosts, Mike Stahl. Shay Mignone is here. Jim Ayers is here as well. We're back in Cutting Weight Cabin. And uh, sorry about the prolonged absence. But, uh, you know, after we hit the pinnacle of our our podcast here with with tiger who uh provided us with one of our most successful podcasts of our uh short tenure the, the most successful the most far. successful uh up and around i i can't remember was it twenty thousand downloads shane yeah some, something like that yeah at wow. least uh, pretty remarkable you said um, twenty thousand. yeah we took yeah, s- not that okay I mean, well, we, we're rounding up a little bit but. yeah to to the nearest twenty thousand. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, we, after that, it was, you know, the drugs, the alcohol, the women, um, it was time to take uh, a break. I but think I we think all it's, it's only a matter it. of time before there's a behind the podcast VH1 special about <laughs> what, what really happened. You're absolutely right. I know Shane was in and out of rehab. I had to go, you know, like Peter Chris, go spend some some family time. Jim was I, kind of I, on I, an I, Ace Freely bender. I, I briefly joined a cult. <laughs> Jim. Actually, I started one. It did not work out. Then I decided I'll just join one. You're going to get a haircut. They're going to cut your hair. You need a haircut. They're going to cut it. They say, fuck the song, fuck the song. Long live the beast, fuck the song. Long live the fucking beast. Well, I hope you guys uh, are uh, looking forward to this as much as as we are. Shane, what... uh what are we drinking here tonight as part of the uh, part of the this is ceremonial? A it's like a celebration, right? Yeah, right, exactly. We're, we're back in the cabin. I'm just happy to be here, guys. It's been a long time coming. We're gonna we're drinking the uh, the Pin High Pilsner from Market Garden Brewery. It's humid in here because this can is sweating a lot. Yep, profusely. Just like it, just like its owner, like Mike and Church. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, and uh, pin high is also how I leave all of my uh, par three shots. So there you go. Not necessarily the on the green, shot, but the they're pin shot. high. It might be three three fairways over, but it's pin high. It's it was pin high. Um, so it's a four point eight percenter. So we're just we're easing back into the game here. You okay, can't... let me just open the door and throw this. Then <laughs> throw it pin high. Why don't you? <laughs> but you can't even throw it pin high, Mike. <laughs> all right. Uh, so Market Garden. Uh, it's got a guardian on the front of it. I'm not sure if anyone noticed that. I, have we talked about that on the show before? This is the first Market Garden beer we've had. I don't think so. No, is it? I think we, we probably had another one. I think we did Citramax or maybe something else. Who knows? Who knows? But still, they make quality beers. Cleveland, Ohio. It's got the Cleveland Guardian on the front of the cover, right? That's yeah. What, that's what Mike just said. I literally just said that. Oh, I thought you said, I thought you were talking about like a garden. Oh, where you never pl- where you Jim's headphones aren't on. Remember, we wear headphones I'm, I'm when still we do de- the podcast. I'm still decompressed from the cult stuff. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, so Market Guardian. They could they could even do a name change. Because in the cult, like, gardens were evil. So you, you had to avoid those. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of, I, I did, uh, so good beer, by the way. Yeah, good uh, Pilsner, nice, light, easy drinker. Really crisp. You could, you could um, this is a uh, work beer. And what I mean by that is you can drink this on your way to work, at work, um, on your way home from work, and then all night. It's a sessionable beer. And your boss may or may not know no i mean you one certs in the mouth undetectable and if you get pulled over you tell them hey uh, have you been drinking yeah but i mean six or seven pin highs and they're like okay well just now just turn your lights on sir <laughs> turn your lights on it's midnight well i was i was thinking that maybe we get some new listeners here with your new job mike but maybe we don't want to tell your people your new job about this yeah no if, if anyone did a just a cursory search of my social media <laughs> they might know that i do a uh that i do a podcast and um i i would welcome the listeners i mean uh i'm part of a lean startup now a little company called lift aircraft and we're in the flying car market and we hope to bring it to a a city near you here soon but yeah i've transitioned from the uh electronics manufacturing market into uh into flying cars so it's yeah it's pretty exciting so this is now where we actually record the podcast is now my home office and i'll be honest it gets a little hot here in the summer um but uh yeah you guys are experiencing some of that now but yeah i'm really excited it's been uh, great it's a great little team and uh yeah the future seems pretty bright i'm i'm bound to ruin it so uh flying car market i mean that's like jetson stuff right yeah yeah and it's electric so um there there's that as well but uh yeah so i guess i'm kind of leveraging my military background managing some of the programs that uh, dod is interested in uh, our technology and um in the future i think you know what what we they really have in mind on the commercial side is to set up these you know kind of geofenced in flying parks where anyone can come to the you know you've heard of the i uh the skydiving places those big wind tunnels yeah um, they want to kind of geofence in this area where you hop in one of these ultralights and and take off and tool around in it for a half an hour 45 minutes and come back and fly and um it's one joystick so and it can be remote piloted and it can and it can fly autonomously as well so we're going to bring uh flight to the everyday layman we can bring it to blind people deaf people um uh handicapped people can fly and anyone um you don't have to be a pilot to fly this thing you can hop in it and with a 30 minute block of instruction um you can go fly what's so what's their stance on being able to pilot one of these crafts like how many pin high pilsners you think you could you could have and still be effective i'm still working on that um, is that the, is that what they brought you in for? Yeah, they brought me in because <laughs> I'm like we're gonna have you specialize in how many beers you can drink. And you can, so. you remember when uh, in the early um, stages of NASA when they were sending monkeys to the moon? Yeah, I'm I'm basically that chimp. <laughs> You're the monkey, Mike. <laughs> exactly. So they get me pretty well liquored up, throw me in the cockpit, and then. Uh, and then, uh, you know, they see what I run into, and they're like... the thumbs up with the big, like, tennis ball helmet, like, got it, guys. <laughs> and they uh, they launch me off in this sucker, and if I bounce into something, they're like, have that removed. <laughs> Sounds pretty much the same way that the right stuff was filmed, I think, the movie. Bingo. Yep, same stuff. You were just stuff. down in Florida where they, were test, where they test those and whatnot? Did you get to actually get in one? No, I, I didn't get in one. Um, most of what they're doing down there right now is unmanned and... I probably can't get into too much of the specifics, but yeah, um, the Army's interested, Air Force is interested, and 
Um, the technology might have a uh, application for warfighters in the future. Uh, but again, it's it's kind of an an entertainment company that is um, looking to uh, set these these parks up in different areas um, in populated cities. So you might see one come to Cleveland. They're, they've got one that they're building in Saudi Arabia right now. They're building a vertiport in Austin, Texas, where the company's headquartered. So um, yeah, and one of their you know there's a lot of things that they're exploring so it's pretty uh pretty have they cool. looked into like the well drilling market at all like is there any should i be looking into these myself you probably should only because um well i don't know what an application <laughs> would be like that, really. but i just something I, to think about Mike, I, I can't say that i know that your dad would really enjoy <laughs> flying one of these and i, I don't think, know i saw him pilot like his own little baby drone once <laughs> and he crashed it 20 times and it broke into pieces and he was not happy with that. So I don't think I'd put him in charge of one of these <laughs> these fellows. Well, I mean, it could. It, I mean, what we're talking about is probably like attach. It could be flown autonomously to a piece of cargo, pick it up, and then carry it to another location with no pilot. So obviously, it could do that in enemy territory. It could do that in someone's backyard where there's a pump that needs extracted from a well. That sounds good. So I think we're like in general society, we're just working to the point where. We never have to leave a, like a lazy boy chair, and machines will do everything for us. Yes, that, that's, that's the goal. Exactly, that's exactly right. Actually, <laughs> have you ever seen Idiocracy, the movie? <laughs> yeah, that's bingo. Okay. Yeah, that and Wally too. We're all gonna what? Be- <laughs> I'm baiting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Wally. Wally's another one. Yeah, we're all just gonna oh. be super fat and lazy and having Grubhub deliver our food in drones. At least we know uh, what our great, or maybe not our great, maybe our grandkids will be up to, which will be. A lot, of, a lot of that. Yeah. They're fat little lazy bastards. God damn it. Okay, Shane. So it's been a little while since we've since we've talked. Yeah, what have we been doing to uh, fill up that time? Uh, well, not a lot. Uh, but, you know, it's summer. So we've, we've uh, the best two weeks in Northeast Ohio. And we've dealt, we've gone through the... The rainy spring and summer's here. It's uh, the rainy season. Yeah, the the, rainy, the mon- monsoon season. Monsoon season, and uh, yeah, I, we've got to go on some vacations. I made the uh, annual hodge with the rest of Ohio down to uh, Hilton Head Island, and uh, it's it's just ridiculous how many Midwesterners are are in Hilton Head. Every I mean, other it's, license plate is Ohio. It's it's Michigan. all Ohio. I mean, it, it, but. Um, you know, I mean, as soon as you get down there, you know why it was a good, uh, good vacation. Got to spend time with uh, family, and uh, it's, it's not just Hilton Head too. Like we went beginning of summer to Outer Banks, and it was every other you know person you ran into was from Ohio, or like my son and I played golf the one day down there. Got paired up randomly with these other people. They were from Kent, you know, father and son from Kent. We, we stayed at a hotel because we didn't. We drove halfway down. The people that were like hanging out at the pool at the hotel, they were from Sandusky. I mean, it was just like yeah. everywhere you go. Literally, there, there. Yeah, I was sat next to a guy on the beach, and he was from Stowe. <laughs> just like, you know, I, I, don't, I don't. Why do we go? We might as well just just hang out at at Fairport Harbor. Yeah, men are headlands. Geneva on a lake. I mean, the wineries out there, Mike. Go- oh, gorgeous! Gosh. Don't get me started on the urban vintner. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. <laughs> what, what was the name of the one grape from uh, Georgia? Saparavi. Oh yeah. <laughs> I talked to Ed about that. One of our old guests, and he said that it's still it's in the process. Like they're they're get they should have wine this fall from the Saparavi. So 
once that's bottled and ready to go we'll uncork some and we'll bring we'll bring them back in yeah we'll go we'll take the show on the road maybe yeah we've we've all we've often talked about that i mean there's people are emailing and texting and calling us daily trying to get us to their you know business venue oh my gosh um and please please give us more calls and texts and emails i think i actually just saw uh ryan tobin in in the tree line back there behind the house just making sure that we got started on time and that he would have something to listen to in the next 48 hours well if if you are listening to this ryan we, i did you know i did get your very nice message and i appreciate the fact that we mean so much to you as well as probably the rest of the world and all the good work we're doing so it it means a lot to us that's you know what that's why we do this yeah you're you're welcome ukraine we do we do this for the people in ukraine we do this for that one little kid that struck out every time he went up to bat this summer i have to ask the the red sox the guardians have been playing the red sox here recently at uh, they played a nice little uh, road i think they're playing right now as a matter of fact um but they're wearing the the yellow and uh, teal jerseys, and is that in somehow related to the Ukraine? I, I look at those colors now, and I think, is that a tribute to the Ukraine? I, I just think that people in Ukraine, as they're getting shelled, are if they're watching a Red Sox game, they're like, thanks, guys. Really appreciate that. That means a lot. No, is that all you could do? I, I think it has something it? to do with Boston, because those are like the colors they usually use for the Boston Marathon. Oh, okay. That so makes I'm more sense. I think it has something to do with that. Is my first guess, but I, I don't and then, but then, like the the it. foresight that like UCLA had to know for years, right, that they were going to be supporting. Coming. Yeah, yeah, and now they're part of the Big Ten. Unbelievable how that worked Unbelievable. out. Unbelievable. It all comes back to Big Ten. Big Ten's football. like, well, we need a team that's got the same colors that are going to support Ukraine. So UCLA, you guys are in. <laughs> yeah. And I guess well, if you got UCLA, you might as well get USC. That's so bizarre to me that those teams are in the Big Ten. Um, my, my initial thought was, okay, great. Can we get rid of Maryland and Rutgers? Well, you know, it's going to just end up being somewhere down the line. Like, there's going to be two conferences: FCC, <laughs> Big Ten. They're, they're each going to have like 20 teams. Yeah. Um, schools like OU and Akron, or you know, little schools are going to just be like a Division One AA situation. When do you come to your senses and find, figure out that, like, okay, we have we have 34 schools? When do we stop calling ourselves the Big Ten? How, so how is what's happening in college football? I mean, even though it's all a huge money grab because the TV contracts are multi-billion dollar contracts, how is that like that much different than what's going on with like PJ and Live Golf? Uh, not much at all. I mean, it, it, it'll. I think it'll really be exciting. I think they really turn the corner when the that competition becomes so big that the Ryder Cup is nothing and that live versus pga becomes a thing yeah that, that will be a ton of fun i think and then you play you know you could do that over a course of weeks where you travel to a live course you travel to a pga course you travel to you know maybe it's in maybe it's sanctioned by somebody else where you bring pga golfers and you compete against a live team at something else like a, i mean a I've, I've read type event like a, two articles this week about how like does the Ryder cup even matter anymore and it was kind of like what you said, Michael. It's it's going down that avenue where I don't think it will at some point because it'll get so watered down, and most of the main players will have already kind of left. But isn't the, isn't live golf like how much does that remind you of like NWO? Oh my gosh! I, 
the day, we, we've had this conversation yeah before. the day the, the i think we should post this to our website which is still under construction if for, but for those it. that don't know nwo new world order oh. they were pretty much the cream of the crop of bad boys wcw and like the late 90s Eric professional bischoff. wrestling yep bischoff sting was nwo at one point which was like mind-blowing good hogan hollywood Hulk hollywood. hollywood so basically the day that all of this news broke or you know the same week jim <laughs> jim uh sends me a picture of phil mickelson and he's for some reason starting to grow this like weird kind of beard like bad, <clears throat> bad boy yeah he, he had turned into like a total bad boy and i sent him back like sean michaels doing the uh degeneration x like crotch, crotch thing <laughs> yeah, yeah. and it's it's it, it is exactly that thing i i i absolutely think it's the same thing and um yeah i i think it's i honestly think it's super entertaining and i don't know really where the pga gets off with all the suspensions or everything else i mean i i understand their their position but look you've had it good <laughs> for a long time i mean why not just kind of openly welcome the competition and step up your game increase the purses which they which, are doing something like that yeah. yeah i think initially they probably you know the suspensions and all that were just like they were they were kind of pulling for anything that was like a scare tactic to like have guys freak out and they were saying you know we're taking the high moral ground and all that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like money does rule the world and especially in professional sports. Yeah. And it was only a matter of time before, you know, the Saudis decided, well, we'll pump another like 500 million in and then another <laughs> 500. And it's just like, I don't know. Like we've had this conversation among the three of us about like, what would you do in that same situation? It would be hard if someone came up to you and said, do you want to keep doing what you're doing for the next 20 years making 20 million dollars a year and playing 40 times a year and like being away from your family all this time or do you want me to just give you a hundred million dollars and you play like six times a year and that's it and it's guaranteed money you don't have to win this money it's like we're just giving it to you yeah and it's actually and that that's the thing about live is right like if you you sign phil million or phil milkelson signs whatever his contract is worth and he wins so many tournaments he's not winning an additional purse right like well, his, that, there was his a rumor. salary well no there was a rumor that that was you, you the purse wasn't was not on top of your it was like went against whatever they were paying you up front but they said that's not true oh they got me then so, i mean it's just guaranteed money so that's guaranteed money and then you actually win the purse on top of that well I, for a guy for all these guys that are in kind of the twilight of their careers like a bubble watson who just joined today or a phil mickelson or, or somebody who's about to go full-time on the senior tour why wouldn't you sign that contract and just take the money it's like you know you don't have ter- to it would be a terrible business decision to not do it everybody saw what rick flair did <laughs> he kept kept wrestling well, he 34 was- years past his prime but he did come out with some new chicken wings that he's endorsing. I don't know if we talked about those. They're like called flare, flare, fire ups or something. <laughs> Every time you bite one, you say, "Woo!" So he's still out there. He's still, you know, he's still making, he's still his scratching money. and clawing, still making his money. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you, do you have any moral problem with the the whole live thing, funded by Saudi sovereign wealth fund and all that? Like, I think I can be bought. Well, here's the deal. I mean, did it stop us from buying oil for all those years? Yeah, I know. That's, that's the thing. Like, at first, I was like, well, this is stupid. You know, this is a horrible regime. You know, impressive. I'm pretty sure. Like, then I'm like, there's tons of other things where you're, you're buying from them. Well, I'm, other I'm, countries that are bad. Like, I'm pretty you, sure. Like, two, I'm pretty sure 250 years ago, the United States 
did some pretty uh, bad things to black people. Yeah, so, like true. it's you know, and yep. there there no one is without some skeletons in their closet. I'm not saying that there hasn't been known support of terrorism within Saudi Arabia. Obviously, obviously their stance against women, against homosexuals, they they do a lot of bad stuff. Maybe this is their attempt to try to become they, more mainstream, but like they murder reporters when they write stuff they they don't like. No, no, I, I'm not saying that they, <laughs> yeah. they're like they're stand-up guys. <laughs> I'm just saying that like no one was without fault. No, I can be bought, and Mike Stahl could be bought. I mean, he's he's, he's make, hawking like flying cars right now. Make an offer. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Look, Liv. he's making for listeners. He's in a black hat, a black shirt. He's got a fucking stubble on. He's like he looks like NWO. To I'm, the core. I'm, he might come to live tonight. He I might will. sign with them. Live if you're listening. <laughs> I'm available, and if you need a 25 to 28 handicap, <laughs> I'm your guy. I'll send Greg Norman your uh, pin, past round. Pin high, Mike. I think that would be a lot of fun too, and I think this league exists. And I think Shane, you were telling me about it that there's some there's an amateur golf uh, league or and or channel where you can actually watch like, just club players every day, Joe, like just hack away at it. And is it club pro guy? Or is it- <laughs> the, but but that type of thing where you're, I mean, how entertaining. You had actual commentators following every shot. Just treat it like a normal tournament. Especially oh. guys with twenty. Especially if you could do like real time betting, watching it. Oh my it, gosh! I mean, how fun would that be? Unbelievable. We and we've we've talked about this business idea. Maybe not on the show, but I think when we were up at uh, Forest Dunes, where we would just we would set this up for players that came out to say Pinehurst or Forest Dunes or a uh, Whistling Straits, which we can talk about here next, but. Where we would just set up GoPros and trees and record a round, and then we would watch that round and dub over like our commentating of it. How many people? I'd pay and then do I'd, a little post match. Like I'd interview. pay a thousand bucks for that just tons, to get in tons of Twitter posts about like highlights oh or lowlights or whatever. Yeah, I would totally do that. I mean, it's it, it would be worth if you're a golfer. Like it would be worth you'd spend another like thirty forty bucks oh, per round God. for that service and then you can sit around with your buddies and watch the shit all night just busting balls <laughs> over beers how fun would that be even you know as the guy editing that or commentating it or doing the interviews afterwards like shane kind of walk me through what you were thinking on that part three um i, I know you hit a little fat I, was about to- <laughs> I know you put two in the water and well, instead of taking the drop up in the drop zone you decided to tee it up again for number three and at that time you were laying seven <laughs> Well, I was about four transfusions in, <laughs> so I wasn't really thinking. No, but that team was like, uh, and Shane, I don't know if your partners that you were playing with noticed, but we did see your foot wedge there on six. And Crafty use of the foot wedge. <laughs> I don't think they saw it. You somehow got away with it. And you didn't, I noticed you didn't take the penalty stroke. And you made that seven net six to somehow tie the hole. It was a gritty, gritty seven net six <laughs> to half it. <laughs> You made that on, the, on our most recent golf trip, the last hole of the whole trip. Mike made a nine met, net eight to push the hole when I four putted. Because I put I put two in the drink right before right. the green. That's a way to put the pressure on him, Mike. Yeah, but I, but the the great thing about so, it was, was I that, sunk a twenty foot putt to half the hole. Right, a nine for it. So that that's a great you know situation where a commentary. Like that would be hysterical. Oh my you know, gosh! The match comes down to this final hole. Both golfers are basically just. 
putting it all over the fucking place. I would travel the country to do that. I think that would be a blast. If we, we need to get one of the lifts, flying cars, we could travel around. Oh, gosh, we, we could, could watch fil- Airborne each hole. There you go. I mean, now we're talk, talking. Talk, talk to the CEO tomorrow. I think I'm thinking of a lift live partnership. There you go. Wow. Wow. Talk, and, and two become one, just like that, just like the Spice Girl said. Speaking of Spice Girls, no, I don't have anything. Have you seen Baby Spice lately? I did see something about the Spice Girls on the news this morning. Which one's Posh? She's the one that married to Beckham. The super hot one. Her boobs are gigantic now. Good, good. That's how they all should be. They're Posh. Ladies, if you're listening, (laughs) why hasn't Reebok gotten into that? If you're looking for a role model, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, the, uh, where were we going with that? Well, we did, uh, talk about Whistling Straits here shortly. So we did our annual golf, uh, outing with the boys. We took an eight some up to, um, Kohler, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Some of the nicest toilets you'll ever put your ass on. That, that was, that was probably one of the best experiences of the whole trip was using that toilet. That was completely lost on me, by the way. I had no idea that Kohler, all, you know, every bathroom fixture, Faucet, shower, like shower thing. heads, right? I mean, so you you're familiar with the brand. I didn't make, I did, did not make the connection before going up there. There's a huge plant there, and um, uh, thus the the namesake of the city, I guess, or vice versa, whatever. And uh, there was a toilet not far from the desk at the lobby <laughs> that uh, that I didn't. I, frankly, I would just go sit in. I didn't need to poop. It's like you had an old, long-lost friend with warm hands. <laughs> yeah. That would just kind of help you do your thing. Just walk us through like what all the capabilities of that toilet. It had a UV light for disinfectant. It had a uh, shower head that would come out of the of the toilet to wash, you know, whatever. And then a, and then a fan whatever. to so dry it, you off. Fan. It had heated seat, cool seat, whatever you, whatever your bottom needed. Yeah, exactly. More than it needed. And, it was, adjust, and you could adjust all of those. To yeah. Different Double as a water fountain, I mean, too. there you was times when I would it. just use it, and I didn't even have to go to the bathroom. I would just sit on there. No, just, I, I honestly would grab a grab the USA Today and just go sit in there. It was like a massage. until like, I and, and my body knew it. You know, I didn't have to go, but as soon as I walked by there, I was like, let's, let's take a... Let's just try. <laughs> Let's just see. How many times say that to a kid? kid. <laughs> like my body was telling me, like I was eight years old. Why don't you just try? Why don't you just try? Or when you're trying to leave to go somewhere for more than like a twenty minute car ride, like do you have to go to the bathroom? No, I just went. Why don't you just try? <laughs> just try. Just try. Said that. Just try it. Um, yeah, great toilets and a wonderful, wonderful golf outing. Great stay at uh, on the 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 reservation there the resort we stayed at what the inn at Woodlake yeah um not far from everything we we golfed um uh the course Black Wolf we golfed Whistling Straits of course where the Ryder Cup was played the uh, Irish which is two years ago there. the Irish, Irish which I would rather not talk about there was a seven iron of Mike's that didn't make it <laughs> did not make it off the- of the Irish course that that Mick bastard <laughs> we lost a lot of good clubs that day boys <laughs> uh but yeah oh gosh what, gorgeous just next to uh like right Michigan. off the shore of Lake Michigan oh, it was oh. it was nice it was a beautiful place um it was fun this year too because we had we upped the normal trip the last couple of years we've been just the four of us with Tony Bernetti obviously this year we 
got up to eight and then we're able to do like our own little Ryder cup competition which was a ton of fun yeah hats off to you jimmy for organizing that and uh and also fixing the team so that you won but uh <laughs> we had we had a little bit of uh, discrepancy or controversy <laughs> i guess on day four yeah we, hats we off. lost we lost one of our, our guys hats off to dan coates uh jumping on the grenade and bowing out of dave the final round yeah dave sorry coates. dave um who uh <laughs> who basically saved saved the team dave was having a rough go of it yeah just ever just you know and, uh, weekend. on the third day he walked up to me after his round in the morning on the straights course <laughs> it looked like there was a saber stuck into his spleen <laughs> yeah and i he said really i'm like dave what what the hell is going on with you buddy he's like i can't even breathe <laughs> yeah he was walking like he had like a a, a corn cop shoved right up his butt and so, he yeah. just like, he was trying to hold it in and and uh he decided to drive away that night i, I think ba- only because his his uh truck seats are heated <laughs> so so yeah. yeah he was he was he was a hurting cowboy but uh unfortunately he couldn't play them the fourth day and we we had to you know make some decisions and I don't know if all the rules were agreed upon and how the, the <laughs> but me being the commissioner they they were made the decisions you know the, the buck stops with me so I had to I, I had to make some hard decisions I think we should have put you know if if our team really would have focused on some of those par 3 matchups I think we probably would have would have probably made some covered some ground there we we had some opportunities there but we're playing that par 3 course at the end of the day <laughs> Oh, that was a blast in and of itself. I mean, oh, it was gosh. just tons of fun. So we, we've we talked about par three courses. We played a par three course at Forest Dunes. We played a par three course at Pinehurst. We played a par three course at uh, Whistling Straits. Shane, your favorite of those three. Wow, that's tough. Because the, the, the Pinehurst one's shorter. I feel like the Whistling Straits one was a little longer. Can't hear me? Yeah, that's better. All right. Um, I feel like God, I had to pick one of them. I'd probably say the the Black Wolf run there at Whistling Straits was probably my favorite. It's, I don't I don't remember the, the Forest scenic. Dunes one as much. We played it once. You know, we probably could have played it a couple more times. I don't I mean, think was, there were there weren't as many holes, but that was the first of its kind that I played, and I remember playing it in my bare feet because I had a ton of blisters. It was definitely it. shorter and easier to walk, like from hole to hole. Whereas yeah. the one at Whistling Straits was more spread out. You could actually play it like 170 yards if you wanted to. Some of the holes, yeah, even though we didn't, but. I thought it was very scenic, and I mean, it was pretty cool. I think that's probably that was probably the nicest. And one. shout out to uh, Scott Hivner for just owning hole number nine oh, on the par three course. <laughs> both days, our team needed something to happen on the ninth hole, and both days in a row, Hiv just stuffed it to like the one was like to a foot, a foot away. The literally. second day, it was like to three feet. I mean, he was pure, pure balls of steel. On that right clutch for us. Giant balls. Small penis, but giant balls. Huge, huge balls. <laughs> and I don't know that his penis is that small, but his balls just make it look that way. Yeah, just because of, you know. The ratio. Sure. The Ida. The Ida ball. So, so I don't know congrats. how you guys, you guys didn't even, like, share a room with this guy. I don't even know how you knew this. Oh, he showed us. Oh, after yeah. he hit those shots, he's like, check this out. They're like, those <laughs> like, are fucking balls of steel. Well, I knew I was that like, after you didn't, you didn't even have to show me. I knew they were giant. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Were they stung by bees? <laughs> Jeez. No, he uh, he put it. And I, you know, I was, uh, uh, you know, Tony Constantino, who is Mister Automatic when it comes to putting, with a, with a, like a twelve inch cigar in his mouth. Somehow, <laughs> I still think we should we should do the round where we we all have to play 
like Tony with a cigar hanging from our mouth and see if we're even within a few strokes of our normal handicap. I mean, he literally... I don't know how he doesn't burn his arms like every he, swing. He doesn't He doesn't put it down. Like, most people will, you know, throw a, a ball mark repair in the ground, set it on there, whatever, put it on the, the, the tee box markers or, or something. Nothing like that. I mean, he just... He keeps it in his mouth the entire time. Smoke is in his eyes. Smoke is in my eyes. It's a smoke show. <laughs> It really is. It's a total smoke show. I don't know how he does it, but uh, yeah, you know, Hifner owned the day there and carried the team on the par threes for sure. And, and let's you know, let's not forget Shane played great that weekend. He was he was our horse for on our team. Yeah, it was definitely the biggest point scorer. Right? I mean, he he was like uh, Dustin Johnson at the Ryder Cup last year. He just he you'd send him out and you knew you were getting a point. Well, I did I did beat uh, in a two man best ball Mike and his brother in law Adam by myself. <laughs> Well, only because your score counted twice. No, no. The the first time, the the first match when I played you, me and Dave played you and Adam. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Two man best. Yeah, that's two true. man best ball. But I was a one man best ball for my team. As he yeah. said, with Dave was struggling. That was fun. Yeah, that was. Yeah, it was all. It was all in good fun. We had a great time. Um, can't look. Uh, what are we talking about for next year? I was Shane and I were talking about it on the way over here. There's I have a couple ideas. I'm gonna probably send some emails out this week. Um, we're looking at maybe Turning Stone Resort, which is in uh, just a little east of Syracuse, casino mm-hmm. style, but also golf courses there. Um, there's a thought to maybe go back to Forest Dunes because they have some pretty good deals. There's a couple other places in Michigan. Um, Nemecolon was on the list. Oh, Nemecolon, so, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, I and listeners, you're all invited. So yeah, just just send us an email. So um, we can we can handle a, a twelve. So there's a short waiting list right now, but we can. I think I, let I us do know think, if you're interested. I do think next year, uh, twelve guys might be. We might be able to do a legit Ryder Cup style because I've talked to friends of the show, Dan Plato, friend of the show, Frank Matola. Yes, yeah. um, a couple other guys that are soon to be friends of the show after I tell two them about time, our show. Two time guest, Dan Plato. Yeah, let's. You know, you know where Dan Plato is right now. On a beach in Portugal with his family. Of course he is. Big shot. Of course. Big time. Tell us, walk us through what it means to Plato a drive. Um, just, you know, not have a care in the world. Smoke it about 193, right down the middle. <laughs> 193. <laughs> wow. Wow. Five iron, huh? Easy peasy. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I see if we ever get this podcast big enough, we have our own golf outing. Cutting weight golf outing, or we get a cutting weight hat, cutting weight shirt, cutting weight b- logo balls. I think that's great as long as we don't have to sponsor any holes. <laughs> Every hole will be sponsored by us. <laughs> I think, yeah, uh, yeah, we are looking for sponsors still, <laughs> even to this day. As yeah, successful surpri- as we've been, surprisingly enough, we're not we're we're not raking in as much money as you guys probably think we are. We have failed to monetize this podcast. We we do this just out of the goodness of our own hearts. We're, we're still working in a deficit right now. I've had several people ask me that, like, "Hey, do you guys make any money off of that podcast?" And I'm like, "No, not a dime." In fact, I think our dues are coming up for the. Uh, I actually owe you guys the some money. Subscription, right? Oh boy, uh, favorite hole for Whistling Straits. Can you remember any of them? I mean, any of those ones along the water on the straights course are just just amazing. I think there's a couple of those par threes. They're just beautiful. Like you're kind of above the hole. I don't remember the exact numbers or anything. The one that was there was one that was going north. It was it was awesome. Gorgeous. Yep. All it was good. just Shane and I were talking too on the way over. Like how 
how cool the routing is for the straights course because of the 18 holes geez i bet like 13 of them are on the water yeah you know? yep so he figured out a way to just get so many holes on the water and lake michigan and the ones beautiful. that aren't on the water are like next to it and they're higher up so you're still looking out over the water i mean the wind is luckily the day we played the straights the wind was not bad the day before we played the irish course the wind was crazy like it was brutal and at night when we played the uh that metal thing was the metals course for the first time oh yeah that was bad that night we played the scramble that was that was the craziest wind yeah. But it was it was a good time. I think you know I had a, I had a lot of fun. It sucked. We drove. It was, it's a hike. Trying to drive through Chicago at any time of day is not good. But Oof. memorable experience for sure. A lot of laughs. A lot of fun. Oh, and we forgot. You know what we should have brought back spotted cow. Spotted cow beer. For those of you guys that have, Adam, I know Adam Penton bought a case of it. Yeah, I wish I would have bought like several cases. I mean, I'd never had it. A friend of mine said when you go to Wisconsin, you got to drink spotted cow. Tried it. Loved it. It's uh great tasting you know kind of a it's like a a nice flavored bud light i would say oh gosh i mean it's it's like a uh it's an affordable like pale ale it's an like, ale yeah sort. it's yeah. i mean it's but it's, it's not so super good. it's only like 4.8 percent alcohol so it's it's like a sesh beer like it's like work beer mike oh gosh it's a yeah. work beer yeah i mean yeah again it's a good driving beer <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna have six or seven of these and go <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh yeah um one, so, other, one other quick shout out to uh another friend of the show former guest also out of the country right now kp mayor potter is him and his family just left last night they're in ireland for like 10 days they're oh, gonna, wow. gonna have a ball over there so hopefully yeah. they're doing well and yeah, enjoying good that. time potters yeah that's the exciting pad is, well we gotta that's probably why he sent us that picture of hal roach today yeah. famous <laughs> irish fam- comedian <laughs> yeah so i i were we at kevin's house when we were forced to sit down i i can remember you guys would come visit me my dad and i had to go to work for a couple hours my dad made you guys watch monty python where were we at where we were forced to watch i think Hal we were Roach for several hours well it wasn't even like watching it. it was just like mr potter had a cassette tape of like the best of hal roach i want to say i don't think we watched it i can't remember Unless I, it I don't was know. like a vhs tape but literally Two hours of just like old school, old timey comedy <laughs> in an Irish brogue that you could hardly even understand. <laughs> I, I can just remember like politely laughing for, for, for two and a half hours. Just like, ah, yeah, clever. <laughs> clever. Very, very nice. Another joke about drunken whiskey. Very good. That's exciting. Yeah, that's uh, getting overseas. That's, that's, that's incredible. Well, safe travels. Hope your flights don't get canceled coming back. <laughs> airline shortage or, and all. or flights there like mine all right yeah, yeah. tell us about your uh, summer excursions there yeah we had a little uh a little snafu on the uh the vacation front with the mcnona family we were uh supposed to go to puerto rico san juan we had the uh hotel beautiful place on the beach we had uh several excursions planned like a tour there's like a rainforest there we had a food tour it was everybody kids were really excited to go to another country they've never been to another country and uh, wake up about 5.30, get ready, for, get to the airport, and flight from Charlotte to Puerto Rico is canceled. It's like, all right, what do we do? Go look. There's basically no other flights are going to get us there that day or the next day. And do what the and Cubans then, do, just take a raft. Puerto Rico's a lot farther than Cuba. <laughs> I don't know if you look at a map, but it's way miles farther. But you got the Gulf Stream working for in I mean, yeah, use the wind. I, I should have <laughs> called you guys. I'm sorry. That's where I went wrong. 
So we had a bail on uh, bail on Puerto Rico. Went to Cedar Point that day. Regrouped. Said, where else can we go? Let's just go to Fort Lauderdale. I'll go to Florida. We'll get the beach. We'll do some fun stuff down there. Yeah, there's Wake a up. ton of Puerto Ricans there too. Yeah, it's, it's like little <laughs> Puerto, Puerto Ricans, Cuban. <laughs> I thought we'd find a little Puerto Rico there and basically just tell the kids we went to San Juan. You guys could have just gone to Lorraine. <laughs> <laughs> Probably would have been just as humid. <laughs> that's true. Uh, next time I'm calling you guys in these situations because I messed up. Yeah, we have a lot of good answers for stuff. <laughs> yeah, you should call us more often for advice. <laughs> Maybe maybe I'm remembering why I don't call you guys for advice. <laughs> so the next morning we're supposed we to go to Lauderdale. It's not always great advice. <laughs> no, we have advice. advice. Full of ideas. None of them good. We're just spitballing here. So after you go to Cedar Point, when your kids are probably super stoked about, because they go there every a couple times a year. Well, they're excited we at least did something, and they want to go once a year. Yep. So the next morning we're on our way to the airport to head to Fort Lauderdale. We're about West 117th on... Uh, uh, 71 there and uh text from united this time that flight is canceled unbelievable <laughs> luckily not far from pinky so <laughs> exactly <laughs> I, they stop open at i don't know 6 30 in the morning stop I'm not at Mally's, sure get anymore. some chocolates and head over to pinky's <laughs> it's a good sunday morning we found some diner that was 24-hour diner we went there yep regrouped again booked a flight that afternoon for charleston South Carolina, so we all went to... You went to North Carolina, Jim, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We all went to the Carolinas for a vacation then. So we ended up in Charleston for, what, five or six nights. A lot of old stuff. Yeah. Went to Fort Sumter. Yeah. Took the uh, boat out there. Racism out to Wazoo. <laughs> yeah. They love it down there. <laughs> it's a hotbed. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of people non-white in the area <laughs> yeah. that I saw. Well, you know, it, 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 they got a long way to go. Yeah, they're, they're a little... Hey, fun, I'm little working behind. on it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I'm I, similar situation. I, I, I told you I went to Hilton Head. We got an opportunity to go to Savannah. And uh, on our way driving to uh, Hilton Head, as we got off 95 there, there's still a billboard that says the Union Army, like uh, terrorists. <laughs> it's just oh like, oh boy, wow, we're back to there. And they still call it the War of Northern Aggression Northern there. Aggression. Yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> it's not the, uh, they don't call it the Civil War. Oh, jeez. To quote Axl Rose, what's so civil about war anyway? Remember that wow. song? Mind blown. You don't remember that? I don't. <laughs> One of the dumbest, I did, I saw a TikTok dumbest things ever said. I saw a TikTok video yesterday. Of, You're still on TikTok, Joe? Not so much, but like I was, when I get bored or if I'm in the bathroom, spending a couple, you know, <laughs> taking a dump. Some quality time. I'm like, I, I, I don't, you know, used to be when you were, when I was growing up or whatever, like there'd be like some just random trivia books in the bathroom or something to give you some reading. Crosswords. Crosswords. Reader's Digest. Whatever. Now it's kind of your phone. So when I'm doing my thing, I usually will have TikTok on and I ran across a video of a uh, Guns N' Roses concert recently. Yeah. And uh, Axl Rose looks a lot different than he did. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Not positive. There's a lot of things in that face that are not natural. The same can be said about Vince Neal. <laughs> True. Touche. <laughs> I don't know. Vince is looking a little bit more like Jabba the Hutt these days. Yeah. Slash still looked pretty good, though. I mean, he's, he's put on some LBs, but like he looked the same Slash that you kind of remembered. Just oh. a little chubbier. Yeah. Is he still wearing like the, uh, the still top hat? Top hat, like the mirrored glasses, same hairstyle. You know, he, yeah. he looked very similar. So I. Like Frank Matola. Very much like Frank Matola. Yeah. So. Fan, fan of the show. Former guest. There's so many. 
There's so many lives we've touched. Oh, gosh. I know it. I know it. 30, 33 short episodes. This is number 34. Number 34. I got it. So when I was down at Hilton, I got a chance to go there with um, my, my brother-in-law, Nate Samblinet. And uh, for those of you who know Nate, um, some of our listeners probably do. Wrestler John Carroll. A pretty intense guy, right? I would say so, sure. So he's he's prepping for a uh, powerlifting competition. So he's getting his trying to get his workouts in, and I'm I'm really just trying to get as drunk as possible. Starting well, you you guys are just on different workouts. Like you yeah. both have goals, <laughs> right? Right. But they're just different goals. He's different doing muscles. You know, or he's out. he's deadlifting six hundred pounds, and I'm doing twelve ounce curls at at a pretty high rep rate. Yeah. But Nate, you know, I start a casual game of football on the beach and he turns it into an nfl combine and i all of a sudden i'm josh allen here throwing 35 yard outs for an hour and a half it's insane the guy's so intense and can you still drop a dime with 35 yard out if oh you need gosh to? i mean if there was a scout on the beach i mean i i, I well, i'm surprised i haven't gotten some well, what, what, did, what did what were we talking about before the show that the pillsbury throw boy that's what i'm sure they thought <laughs> i would i can't remember what that guy's name is gosh but uh he played for kentucky he he was uh he was back boy. up to eli for the giants for a long time and uh Gosh, that guy! I, they probably thought I was him. And several folks came up to me and asked me for autographs, and I said, "No, I'm I'm just fat. I just don't. I'm not that actual that guy. Contrary. He might even be dead. No, is he dead? Shane's gonna Shane's looking him up now. What do we got, Shane? J- Jared Lawrence. Lorenz. Jared Lawrence. Yeah. Jared Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah. But I, uh, Nate is a like a. No, no you're right. He died. Oh my god. <laughs> 2019. <laughs> Did it say cause of death? <laughs> Cholesterol. So we can this. There's a, there's a also, laundry list. They also call him the hefty lefty. <laughs> I thought that was Phil Mickelson. Yeah, Phil, Phil was a hefty lefty, but I'm curious how... I mean, I, I guess I could take some guesses on how... A, acute infection complicated by heart and kidney problems. Yeah, yeah. I might have guessed that. R.I.P. Jared. Yeah, R.I.P. Anyway, he lives on in my physique. You gotta start. Might you be, gotta start throwing lefty, Mike. He might have been reincarnated by into my my being, but uh, it was a nice vacation down there in uh, Hilton Head. Nate, again, his intensity took him onto the skim board. Owen got got bought a skim board when he was down there. Have you guys seen these things? They're about you like, like a, throw them in the little a little, like, little wash. wooden like wafer board, and as the tide comes up and gets pretty thin, you you throw it down as you get a running start, and you you hit this thing, and you you know if you're any good at it, Owen was getting pretty good at. It. He would take it, you know, almost 10, 20 yards sometimes. Nate gets on it, does a couple, you know, has some fun. Not good enough. Picks up the speed, picks up the velocity. Ends up hitting the, you know, takes a spill, and if you've been to Hilton, you know that once the once the waves kind of wash away, it's like asphalt. Yeah, it's a really flat kind of um, sand. It's not really light and fluffy. And uh, he has a six inch like raspberry on his forearm. He needs to go see the Baywatch folks. They bandage him up, and he's right back on the damn skimboard. <laughs> He keeps doing it. She's like, "Oh my god, I wish I wish I had his his motivation." But uh, yeah, yeah, I've seen those there, and I'm like, "That seems cool. I should try that." And I'm like, "No, I think I'm too old for that. I'm not doing that." Well, we we had one when um we went down to Outer Banks earlier in the summer, and how we got one same thing that Owen like he you know he was, I mean as you were you, when you were a young kid like you can you just kind of do it and not, you don't give a right. shit. 
And then I'm like, eh, it doesn't look that hard. You know, then I didn't you know, like, I probably at one point made it like four or five feet before like i almost wiped out and thought i was gonna break my neck i'm like i'm done i am fucking done i don't like that's it that was like the long and short of my skimboarding career i was stung by several uh several jellies while i was down there Uh, stung by the jellies uh loretta my mother-in-law uh stepped on a horseshoe no she offered to i said no thank you uh she stepped on a horseshoe crab Uh, melissa still got a sting on one of her feet that's that's uh pretty swollen we actually had to exit the beach for a little or exit the water for a little while there was a shark oh my god sounds like like a great place to vacation with the fam (laughs) yeah well yikes it was it was kind of crazy it was were there there any somali pirates just cruising along the coast (laughs) there were some yeah there were some they're they're carolina pirates but uh yeah it was the north they were, the south. they were way off Again. course i don't know how they made it as far as they did uh but uh we'll be right back after this commercial break thanks for that note from our sponsor <laughs> if you'll notice if you hear anything that's because we don't have one because we don't have one you know what because we're we're doing this one this show because we're we don't want any money for this all of the money we were not getting would be going to charity yep for sure and and so that's on you <laughs> that's market, on you listeners. market garden right that's on you platform we were gonna we were gonna write a big check to ukraine that's on you new belgium yeah. you know what I, th- I think we need to put a venmo out for listeners to donate to the podcast what do you think <laughs> Times are, times are tough. Wow. Inflation is on, on the rise. I, we wouldn't be responsible with it, would we? Uh, no, I mean, we'd buy more beer. You we, know, keg, we, you wouldn't know and, beer. we wouldn't know until we get a little cash in the coffer. What if we... Yeah, you're right. I mean, we. Well, I don't know what we'd spend the money on, but maybe we should just... The next guest is going to be the highest bidder. Right. <laughs> 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 I think we're to that point yeah. where people want to pay That's to right. be a guest on the show. Trust me, you don't want to know where the money's going to go, but if you want to, if you want a, a seat at, at Cutting Weight Cabin, Matt, that might be the way it's to go. It's pretty special, folks. All right, Shane, you wanted to touch on um, we've we've just kicked off camp for the nfl teams um there's a black cloud hanging over the uh hanging over berea right now a lot of uncertainty a lot of a lot of optimism slash uncertainty right it's kind of a a weird dynamic yeah it's a little odd i mean in in the interim here when we haven't had a podcast the browns went and which is basically like jim um Gosh, who's the commentator for the Browns? Jim Donovan. Jim Donovan, who's who's optimistic and uncertain all in one call. Or he's just like Nick Chubb rumbles up to the outside. It's to the ten, and he's tackled, and he's tripped up at the nine. <laughs> and there's a holding penalty. Um, so yeah, t- walk us through your thoughts on that, Shane. No, I mean in this time here, the Browns went and signed a guy with. 30 lawsuits against him at some point yep. to be their quarterback and gave him $230 million of guaranteed money. Well, that's the old, the old selling of the souls in some people's minds, but yeah, I mean... It definitely was an odd proposition. And we're talking about the Saudis trying to sports wash things. And look, there's no secret to most of our listeners that I'm a Steelers fan, um, but truth be told, you know, the situation for Roethlisberger was different. We didn't know he was a sex offender until... You know, a couple years in. That's a you, good point. You guys knew it right off the bat. I knew. And you, I knew with Roethlisberger. <laughs> you gave him. You Don't gave act him like two hundred thirty mil guaranteed. Um, we didn't know. We were in discovery learning at that point. 
We he wrecked a motorcycle. I, I did my homework. I called. I made some calls around uh, Oxford, Ohio. I, I think we all know what happened in College Ben. The rumor, the rumor around Oxford, Ohio, is that he's not so big, Ben, amongst the ladies. <laughs> Medium to small bun. <laughs> anyway, he's got the opposite. Well, a similar problem to Hivner. You know, with a frame like that, anything's any junk is going to look right. relatively small. So, Shane, your thoughts on it? That's are, what I've been you, telling people for ages. Are you on the Deshaun Watson train? And by that, I don't mean are you going to give him a massage and a happy ending. I mean, I'm not giving him a massage, and I, I guess it is what it is. It's just like we talked about. It's just sports. Like there's. Well, the thing, the thing that was weird, though, like earlier on, like months ago, when this was all kind of coming out and all these, di- you'd, you'd read different like um, reports about the uh, the interviews they did with the, the massage therapist, like in a, and in every one of them, like <laughs> he was obsessed with getting massages of his like lower abdomen area, like. <laughs> Who who oh, yeah, does right. that? I can think of several, like the nape of my neck, the small of my back, my thighs. Even I mean, if I'm sore in general, like after, like when I played sports or like a workout or you go for a run, whatever, like it's never like my lower lowest of abdomen area that needs work. Well, I mean, my lower abdomen needs a ton of work, but it's not the massage; it needs exercise. <laughs> <laughs> needs but exercise. It, but he had a very specific like kink of whatever like that was his his go-to and, there, and it was Alleg- also allegedly it was also he didn't want to use like normally they use like a sheet to cover you he wanted like his own specific towels yeah like there's a lot of weird things right on top of having 60 massage therapists in like a year and a half or something yeah, and then he, you know, he gives the he gives the owner of the place a little a little Benny too to keep to keep it going. Not, not you know, the perception is that was hush money, but you know, who knows? I mean, I know you know, I've I've never gone to a massage parlor. I don't know what that takes. I would probably just follow their orders and do whatever. Uh, would hope that they would have a um, weighted blanket for me. <laughs> As they, as they do their as they do their massages, but uh, I, I guess um, yeah, it's it's a bit nefarious that he would go in there and demand that he use a um, certain lubricant, a, a certain a certain lubricant and a uh, and a, a swatch from Joanne's fabric to, to cover up his his unit, which I'm sure is massive. I don't. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Probably, you might even need more than a swatch. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Several swatches. Just. I just want you to massage my leg in the middle there. <laughs> not my right leg. <laughs> not, not my not left my leg. right leg. Not not that one either. <laughs> there, there. You're, you're gonna find is. a happy medium right in the middle. Yep. Yeah. So bingo. The, so the clowns are in a little bit of a limbo. Who their opening day quarterback is going to be? Who do the Steelers think their opening day quarterback is going to be? Mitchell Trubisky. I think it's uh, he's he's doing reps with the first team right now. I you know hard to be super optimistic about anything. I'll, although if I was to be, it, I I still think and Ben, if you're listening, you know please don't take offense to this, but for the scheme that they're running for the for the the talent that they have at the skill positions, I still think anybody with some mobility is an improvement over Roethlisberger at this point. So I think Trubisky's got a strong enough arm where he can make throws downfield. 
if he can also run to do this RPO offense that Matt Canada wants to run in, in Pittsburgh and Tomlin seems content to let him do it, then I still think they're better than they were last year. Um, we'll get kind of into what I think about, you know, the AFC North and everything else when we get into five questions, but I hard to hard to see a lot of optimism. The one thing I think that they, that that organization has done is everyone else is all in on def or, or, excuse me. Everyone else in the AFC North is all in on offense. Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, you've got gosh, a, a triple quadruple headed monster in Cincinnati. I can't believe they're not the favorite to win the AFC North. I think that's a huge slight. Um the Browns obviously are are all in on Deshaun Watson and Nick Chubb and and everything else and the Ravens, Lamar Jackson and the one tight end they have. <laughs> but I, I, I not get, to mention Amari Cooper for the Browns no, but too. I, yeah. I gotta disagree though. Like I think the Browns defense is gonna be really pretty good this year. I yeah, mean Miles Garrett. They brought everyone back. Their secondary is gonna be good. Yeah. Um they have a young core of linebackers. I think the second half of the season last year, the Browns D started kind of gelling, and they're kind of rolling it all back. Same coordinator. This will be his third year. Did you say jelloing? Yeah, they they make jello. <laughs> they it's, were. It's jello. a team building <laughs> exercise. They, they do jello, so and that helps them gel. Yeah, a lot of teams are doing it now, but I, I think the Browns are going to surprise people on how good they're going to be defensively this year. I think. Yeah, I I they I brought don't. Clowney back. I mean, Clowney did a great job last year. Obviously, Miles Garrett's you know the, a great player. He got a ninety nine in the Madden this year. He's going to be the the first ever first, one hundred. First Browns player to ever get ninety nine grade on Madden. Just throwing that out there. Lou Groza. No, he wore number ninety nine. <laughs> hold on, hold on. It says right air, but it's still recording. My troubleshooting aptitude would probably say shut it off and turn it back on. Z Z one oh five. Bam! Bam! I tell these guys to hold on for one second. Let's all check hell with, breaks loose. Check it in with Shane with traffic. Shane, how's the four eighty looking? It's a little dusty. <laughs> of course Dust. it is, because there's construction there all year long. Mike, what's the weather look like for tomorrow? Oh, well, we've got a low pressure front moving in. It's going to mean some winds, uh, some turbulence, probably looking at a little bit of moisture. But uh, overall, I think your weekend's going to be pretty clear. Back to you, Jim. I can tell you the moisture in this cabin is pretty high right now, especially in my underpants, because it is about 95 with 100% humidity. Let's take it over to Kenny Crumpton, who's over there at some mundane spot in Cleveland. <laughs> Hey, we're at the 7-Eleven here. <laughs> or they're having a special on two-for-one prepackaged blueberry muffins. These are expired, but I'll tell you what. They That's taste, why they're two-for-one, Mike. They taste fine to me. Little Debbie's got nothing on this place, I'll tell you that. Which are also for sale for close to a nickel. Not with inflation the way it's going, Mike. They're going to be seven cents in no time. <laughs> anyway, come on down to 7-Eleven here in Parma for a, a moon pie and an RC cola. And don't forget your free pierogi with every purchase. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Cheese All right, I guess we're done talking about the Browns. So yeah. uh, let's... We're going to do five questions. Yeah, we are going to do, do five do questions. It. All right, so all right, Mike, Mike did this all by himself, so <laughs> I mean, he spent all, all, all day. by his lonesome. He spent thirty seconds on this. Just, so just it better moments, be good. Moments before this, all right. So, uh, I'd like each of us to kind of make their projection on winners of the AFC North, as we just talked about camp and the NFL season here. So, winners of the AFC North. 
not knowing what's going to happen with the Browns quarterback. Not, not who's going to make the playoff. Who's going to win outright the AFC North? Uh, I'll go with the bungle, Bungles. Are they the odds-on favorite right now? I think the Browns are the odds-on favorite if Deshaun starts. Really? I think they are. But I, just, I, I don't it know. It probably depends on you know how many games he starts. Okay. Um, All right. Shane's going with the Bungles. The Bungles. Jim. Always a, always a popular vote. Um you know what? I'm just gonna say fucking go with the Browns. I don't feel confident about that. Are we asking like are we hope wins? <laughs> I hey, I hope I mean, the Browns win. I mean, obviously. yeah, I know. I I don't know. I don't. I think every team. Doug Deacon's think, not listening. I think the Bengals are overrated. Honestly, I think they were like really? three or four plays away from not even making the playoffs last year. Hmm. And the Browns I think, beat them twice last year. And I think it's gonna be a little bit of reckoning. For the Bengals this year, I think they're going to get off, knocked off their high horse. I would say, if I were to guess a leader, I just I think somehow the Ravens I would probably still put up on top. Um, I think the Browns and Bengals are kind of similar. Like the Deshaun Watson thing obviously plays a big part. I think the Steelers are going to be competitive. I mean, Mike Tomlin doesn't lose football games, so whether or not. They have the talent at quarterback or not, he'll figure out a way to they'll, like they'll be. I think all I think it's going to be a tough division race. I think they're all going to be in the mix near the end of the season, yeah. assuming Deshaun's not gone for like twelve games or whatever. But um, I'll say Ravens, but it, it could be anyone between them and the Bengals and the Browns. I think we should probably add a teaser to that too. I'm going to say the Bengals. I think they improved their offensive line, which was uh, a major weak spot for them. I think they they're massively talented at wide receiver and uh, and quarterback, and and they improve their offensive line. Let's go. Uh, I think Joe Burrow's gets hurt and misses most of the year this year. That's my that's my big prediction. Jim has a, a nine millimeter that he just pulled out of his pocket. Frank Matilda's <laughs> uncle Vito. I talked to him. He knows a guy. And, Jeff, Bur- and Burrow's ain't playing all year. His name is Jeff Galuli. <laughs> How about this? I'm looking at Barstool Sports right now, uh, sports book. The Ravens are favored to win the division. That's why I picked them. Ravens? You just picked the Browns. No, I said the Ravens no. will win, but the, it'll be okay. tight. All right. It says Ravens plus 165, Bengals plus 190, Browns plus 333. Steelers, Steelers are 7-1. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, um, let's let's do another. Can we open up a line on over-under on Deshaun Watson uh, week suspension? I think he'll get suspended for six games. Six games. That's after the appeal. I don't yeah. think they're gonna they're gonna All negotiate. Right. There won't be like a long appeal. So I, I I think it's eight games appealed down to six. I think six is the good line. If anything, I'd say it. So if six oh. if six is the over under we're setting, I'm gonna say under. Okay. Six and a half. If, if it's six and a half. If six and say. a half, I'm taking the under. If it's <laughs> six, I'm taking the over. All right. I think six is the number. Yeah. I think the Browns open up against five teams that were under 500. How about the fact that they're opening year. up against the Panthers, who the fucking Baker's the starting quarterback for? Like, how ironic is that? Is he, though? I mean, he's in a competition with Darnold outright. Oh, my God. Darnold's yeah. so bad. <laughs> Have you seen him lately? He has no chin. It's just all <laughs> well, neck. He, he got it removed during the offseason. It was like a pretty big plastic surgery. He it was done. in his way. They Are said you that serious? Was, that was hindering him. They said that was the reason he couldn't throw, so they just chopped it off. <laughs> just removed his chin. Darnell, let's get rid of your chin and your and your other arm. And your contract. All right. Um, let me see if I can read my handwriting here. 
I mean, you just wrote these 10 minutes ago. You can't remember what you wrote 10 minutes ago? What are we doing here? Oh, okay. I got it. I don't. I, I honestly can't remember if... God, this handwriting is terrible. Okay. Um, we're going car commercials here. Hate them. Okay. So think Ganley Ford. Think Ken Ganley Kia. Yeah. We're talking hotter local car commercial lady. And you don't have to know her name. I don't, I don't think any, any of their names. names are actually known. I'm going to start here. I think the Ken Ganley Kia girl is under duress of some sort. <laughs> I think she is. Like someone off camera has got a gun. I think she's been human trafficked in. I don't know. I think she might be Croatian. Um, I she don't, might be Serbian. I think, I think she is at gunpoint for every single one of those commercials. Her eyes are wide open. She never blinks. She's got a vocal fry that just speaks terror to me. Uh, she's at the bottom of my list. I happen to think there's a girl uh, for Burton Ford that uh, really, really piques my interest. Oh, she's one of the daughters of yeah. um, yep. the dealer. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to go with uh, Burton Ford. Which which one? Is she, what's she look like? I'm trying to remember. Brunette. Brunette. Is Brunette, that, kind of Irish eyes. Is that the same, maybe? the Preston Kia one? It's Preston Ford. Okay, yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I was thinking. I was thinking of her, too. That yeah. was, was going to be my... She's, she's a Preston. Okay. <laughs> More than anything, I just wanted to get out. It, you know, you gotta Ken, think, you Ken gotta Ganley think Kia girl, if you're listening, you know, call We're here, our, we're here for help. Blink, blink, call the, blink twice for help. Call the Cutting Weight hotline. What's that we'll email address again, Mike? We'll come get you. It's cuttingweight at clownpenis.fart.com. <laughs> and, uh, gosh, uh, we'll, we're on our way. Just, yeah, blink once in any of your commercials and we'll go we'll, we're on our way didn't ali laforce used to do local car commercials yeah now she's on the cover of cleveland magazine or something with joe smith did she hand off the guardian stuff to somebody else is she still at the games she hasn't done guardians no i don't know she's she, not guardians games you're thinking of uh oh G- gabriella cruz that's that's who i'm thinking of ali laforce by the way Little known fact, my Vermilion. wife babysitted her as a young child. Babysat. Babysat. <laughs> wow. We got a real wordsmith over here. Anywho. All right. Jim, Speaking uh, of sitting, care what? to offer a, uh, an opinion there? I, I thought, of, like, I think if Ellie LaForce ever did a car commercial, I would have voted for her. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. I Fair mean, enough. Yeah, she would have won. <laughs> okay, so if Paige Spearneck had ever done a car commercial, I would have voted for her, too. Um, I honestly, I, I don't have a good. I mean, I I know the Ken Ganley Kia lady. <laughs> I'm also a little concerned for her <laughs> welfare, um, but I, I can't say that I have enough people there in the <laughs> hopper that I could even tell you who does it. I don't know. All right, well, uh, let's open it up. I mean, the Caval- Calvetta Brothers girl. Where were we at with her? That's Calvetta guy. Stone. <laughs> how how old is she? You think? Nowadays? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, you're talking sure. about the mom i think the mom has been on there before too who's like the grandma but the daughter was on there when she was like six now she's like 17 or yeah. something no she's full grown please tell me <laughs> <laughs> anywho uh-oh all right next question follow love again <laughs> with a team um okay all right best northeast ohio food so restaurant and or dish and or anything you know and it can't be like a chain it can't be specific. like specific yeah it can't you know no chick-fil-a's here we're talking yeah, i really like the chicken sandwich at the uh soul and chick-fil-a it's really good i know what jim's gonna well, say well you know what sadly enough 
I don't know if we'd, we'd ever talked about it. It probably wasn't anybody like Sokolowski's, our friend Tim Gibbons in law yeah. family. Like they had a restaurant that had been around for a hundred years or more. And uh, that finally closed down. So unfortunate to see it go. It was literally, it was a landmark in Cleveland and millions of people have been through there and famous people. And I mean, it was just, a, you guys have all been there. It's, it's a great place. So shout out to the Sokolowski family for running that establishment for so long because it was just a Cleveland landmark for sure. Yeah, it's oh, pretty cool. Uptown, downtown. <laughs> uptown. It was actually right in the middle of town. <laughs> uptown, downtown tonight. Up, uptown funk over there. Um, I don't know. You know, I, I have to say, like, I love corned beef. Slimans for me is like probably Slimans corned yeah. beef sandwiches, yeah, yeah, yeah. top of the list. Uh, they're probably like $45 now with the way things are going, but. They are good. Uh, so I, I guess I put my vote to Slimans. All right. Shane? I have said, I mean, I, I love going to Little Italy. I, I, Mama Sana's is one of my favorites. Getting yeah. A, getting a pizza there and a little uh, and a pasta salad. and Gabagool. That's, that's my favorite. Gabagool. Gabagool. Prosciutto. I don't, I, yeah, I don't even, when I wrote this down, I don't even know if I have one. I will say that uh, if you're in Chagrin Falls and you have an opportunity to stop by Pony Boys, they have some of the best nachos and guacamole you'll ever have. Tapas. Where's Pony know? Boys? Downtown? Pony Falls? Boys is, yeah, right next to Burntwood Tavern on Washington Street. Oh, gotcha. I'm going to have to come to Chagrin Falls one time in my life downtown. Yeah, go this check is, it out. This is about the only closest I've gotten. I, I tell you another place that I, I can't name a dish that I that I really enjoy over another one, but, uh, um, you know, I, I go down to Alpine Valley quite a bit now. Oh, the Brown Barn? Snowboarding. Brown I love Brown Barn. Yeah. Solid place. Brown Barn's great. Good stuff. Good stuff. Anyway, so, still, sponsors. Still, still, still looking, looking for sponsors, folks. <laughs> we'll blow smoke up whoever's ass they want. All right. Uh, question number four. Favorite Indian slash Guardians player of all time? Wow. All time. Chief Sock Alexis. <laughs> um, um, hmm. We'll start. Yeah, I'll, I'll start only because I haven't been, you know, I didn't grow up as close to Cleveland as you guys did. I, you know. And if you say Pat Tabler, you stole mine. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say Pronk only just because oh, yeah. of the nickname. That's a great um, name. But when I when I came to college and really started to to follow the Indians a lot more, Jim Tomey comes to mind. I'm really I'm on the the Josh Naylor train here lately, and uh, I'm also a fan of some other young guys coming up, Stephen Kwan and Miles Straw, and some other guys not really hitting super great of late. But uh, Josh Naylor is Mister Big Time. I mean, hitting ding dongs, clutch last, last night. Oh god, a great game at that yeah, homer. Head butted Tito coming off of that. He gets so that, fired up, like they just the other oh. guys just play off of him. That's what that's the best part of it. He I love it. everybody up. Yeah, it just always seems like you know when they need a big hit, he's he's up to bat. But he's not. He, I mean, you're saying your favorite Indian of all time. He's not quite no, not quite no. there yet. I mean, if you, you no, say it, Tony he's, he's been with the team for. It's like saying Bobby Bradley from last year, right? <laughs> Yeah, there's a two, next year. There was a two-week stretch where Bobby Bradley was just awesome. So, I mean, I don't know. I may have to go with him. But anyway, that's that's pretty current. But, again, I'm kind of a, a newly ordained uh, Guardians fan. So, Shane, go ahead. Of all time, I'd probably have to go with – I mean, I, I love um, – what am I saying? Ramirez right now. Joe Bell. <laughs> oh, I, love, I was going to say Joey Bell. Like, I, I love think Jose Ramirez. You know, right now is my is is up there. 
But all time, I'd probably have to go with Kenny Lofton. Kenny Lofton. I love Kenny Lofton. Center field. Center fielder, fast. Yeah. I mean, you can get to the, you know, Alomar, Roberto Alomar and um, Omar Vizquel days. I, I love those two. But Sandy, too. Sandy's still. Sandy, Sandy I love Sandy Alomar. Yeah. If Joey Tessieri's listening, it's not Andy Allenson is not my favorite player of all time. <laughs> Omar Vizquel. Because Vizquel. it was There's Chris so yeah, Chris Bando. They used, I used to play catcher when I was like in you know little league, and I, I'd come back to the dugout between innings. My buddy Joey and his dad would leave Andy Allen baseball cards in my mitt, <laughs> <laughs> or I'd be I'd like go back to get a ball that went off the fence, and there'd be an Andy Allen baseball card like in the fence behind you know home plate. <laughs> I mean, you, Mike, you had mentioned Albert Bell, but like I don't know if he was my favorite, but like as far as guys who are like the most intimidating person you probably ever would have to face as a pitcher yeah i mean he was so intense and just straight up nasty yeah and he could just rocket a ball 500 feet at any given time <laughs> corked bat or not <laughs> i mean 50 homers and 50 doubles in a season he was he was pretty awesome for like unfortunately he didn't have that long of a career uh and he, and he once pegged a person in the stands because he called him joey <laughs> um but i mean there's a lot of stories with that guy i think um I, I would agree like jose ramirez is just fun to watch i mean he's just shows up every day plays his ass off exciting you know on the base pass does a great job in the field he can hit for average he can hit for power i mean he's he he's wants pretty, he wants to he wants be, to be here, here. I mean, switch hitter switch hitter he's he's pretty exciting so i, I do have a. Uh, um, Jose Ramirez t-shirt so yes way Jose I have a jersey I'm gonna buy another one Mr. RBI home run ball I saw Grady Sizemore in the airport once I don't know if that matters <laughs> you guys have so that that's, oh well I mean no so the, that's an interesting uh, uh, touch point there because I think uh, Albert Bell was in the John Carroll weight room one day where he was that's yeah, right we saw him there the one day he came to work out um, I forgot about that. You guys ever run into any of these guys in the flats or anything like that? I know. I mean, Julian there's, Tavares there's used like to hang legendary out at, uh, stories of shooters. like Omar back in the flats in the day, like yeah. just with the ladies, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, there's there was a lot. I mean, luckily we grew up in a time when we were of a certain age. I mean, they were horrible growing up, as Shane knows. Yeah, but then by the time we kind of got to high school, they built a new, you know, ballpark and their teams got better. So they're. It was kind of a golden years, really, for the Indians. I mean, really, for the last 30 years, they've had some pretty good teams and some great teams, so it's, it's been fun. All right, final question, question number five. In your best estimate, who will be our next guest? Oh, wow. Allie LaForce. <laughs> Allie LaForce. I think we should end the show right there. Thank you, everybody. Oh. Shame. Next guest. I was almost, you, know, I was almost, you know who we should have? And he's in town for another couple weeks. Kerry Volkman. The cowboy. Shane and I got a chance to see him. You were in Hilton Head. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I am. Kerry Volkman was our college wrestling coach. Yes. Legend, John Carroll. Legendary. Legendary. Hall, Hall of Fame coach. Um, Hall of Fame guy. You know, if you want to talk about <laughs> endless stories, the guy's got him. Yeah. Oof. So he, he, he would be a guy that would be an interesting an interesting hour to seven hour talk about <laughs> hour to yeah, seven yeah that could we might have to do some editing I don't know if I have to do like Rich, Rich Eslich editing but I have to do some editing that's a that's a three episode yeah part one the early years <laughs> <laughs>
the 70s. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Swinging 70s for KV. <laughs> and, and then part two, stalls freshman year. <laughs> I don't know part if I have enough time three, for that. everything else. Part three, the second semester of stalls freshman year. <laughs> Not oh. sure how you made it through that one, Mike, but you did. Yeah, well, I'll put a pin in that. I'd say, yeah. How long is he in town for? I think he's here till like that middle end of August, so he's... We got him. We yeah, got him on the hook if we need him. Yeah, he, a- he's staying like at his brother, ex brother in law's house, which is five minutes from me on Eagle Road. So we can pick him up. Very we'll nice. Find him up for next week. I could swoop in with a lift, uh, yeah. flying car. Get a uh, yeah. Get that uh, get that ultra gyro going. Um, yeah, that boy. That'd be a good one. Let's do that. Yeah, let's just stop it right there. <laughs> That's not going to top that. It's a done deal. Well, all right, boys. I hope you guys have enjoyed uh, this last uh, episode of Cutting Weight. There'll be more to come. We're going to increase the frequency. We're going to also increase the uh, the sponsorship. Well, it's only one way to go. <laughs> and again, we're next guest. Uh, don't yeah. Feel free to muscle out Volkman with, uh, with ten bucks. The highest bid. I mean, Carrie Volkman sponsored by Bud Light, right? <laughs> Let's start the bidding at five dollars. <laughs> Again, our our Venmo handle will also be cutting weight at clownpenis.fart.com. So, uh, Hashtag. All right. Thanks, guys. Welcome back. It's good to have you, and uh, we'll talk to you later. In the meantime, keep the wheels between the ditches. Keep your eyes peeled on the road. Have a great summer. With the man you were before that bar door.